if you're going to get acquired, you want to come onto something that's solid. You want you want to be a part of something where the business is important. And that would tell me that, hey, these people know what they're doing. They're focused and they're worried about business and serving the customer. Shaken. Here we are. I know. CJ. Yes. You are president of some amazing things. President of Kase is, is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And uh, thrilled to be uh, thrilled to be at Kase and loving every minute of it. Yeah, that's uh, incredible. You know, I saw that it was in your title, you know, customer relations is Custom, uh, chief, cu- chief customer officer. That's right. That's it. Yeah. That's a, how did that title come about? I was reading that. I'm like, wow. So, so uh, Fred and I started talking about coming in and working at Kaseya. Yeah. And he wanted to impress upon me and, and everybody else. It's about customer first and we need a chief customer officer and you're the perfect guy to come in here and help me create that culture and put the customers first and start doing the right thing for the customer. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it was uh, humbling um, and thrilled to be able to do it. I know from the moment we met, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, you, you, I love your disposition. Man. Thank you. you Thank just, you. You're out here to try to do good things. Yeah. We're so, trying to help the customers. You know, we try to help them with our, with our solutions, our, our services. We try to help them with the relationships. Yeah. Our whole thing is managing the customer relationship. And that means getting folks to know the customers, getting folks to understand the customers. That means us hiring more account managers so that they can have less customers so they can really get, really understand the business and, and what solutions we can help them with. That's cool, man. Yeah. I'm glad we got the backstory established now, you know, and why we're talking because we're here at Connect IT. And it's just been a phenomenal event so far, man. Yeah, yeah we're really so thrilled to be here in person too, yeah. right? It makes all the difference in the world. It does. I mean, the, the after party last night was just stellar. Wow. I mean, the event team is incredible. Hearing Fred talk about the state of M&A in the industry as well, right before I was on stage with Kevin Harrington, the original Shark. There Shark you go. Thing. That was a lot of fun. But it, where is, in your opinion, because everyone's, you know, there's a lot of buzz, man. Mm-hmm. You know, M&A in the MSP space, where do you see it now, where you see it in the next three years? Well, it's a great question, right? And, and I'll, uh, I'll tell you, I don't, I've never seen, it's like a, a pot that's on the stove and, and it's on high and you see the temperature and you see it bubbling more and more. I think this thing is going to bubble for the next three years and bubble over. I've never seen so much interest. I used to talk to customers maybe once Every six weeks, eight weeks, and the, and the MS, and a roll up conversation would happen, or somebody would ask me, "Do you know an MSP that that would want to get acquired, or do you know an MSP that's buying another MSP?" Now, two, three conversations a week. It's that crazy. I've never seen anything like this, and it and it, I, you know, personally, I think it's with all the private equity money involved now, yeah. and and all that interest. It's just driving so much demand. I was talking to a gentleman earlier today, and and he said to me, "You know, I never had that." as an idea. I never had that as the end game, but now I kind of got to listen. Yeah, that's incredible. I know private equity plays in that space when you're doing top line of really 5 million plus. You know, do you hear some of the smaller MSPs like 5 million and under talking about 
M&A as well? I do. I'm, I'm seeing, uh, it's funny, again, I was just having this conversation, but I'm seeing a tremendous interest in that 2 million, 3 million. Uh, and I'm seeing it as a roll up for what eventually would be the private equity play. So folks have created these companies that are rolling them up to become, oh, let's get a couple, then let's get a regional, and then let's get a national. And I think that that's, um, it, it, it's proven to be a very successful business model. And I yeah. think you're going to see more of it. That's intriguing. So you're seeing some of the smaller ones saying like, hey, let's group together. I think I saw one of these in Dallas or something, you know. I, I think you're right. going to see more and more striving to be what we'll yeah. call a super MSP. Yeah, and right then on. those super MSPs coming together to find these to, to really create a national presence. Yeah, that's cool, man. As the chief customer officer, too, you know, there's a couple things I think around that. You know, how, how do MSPs that are looking to be acquired or actually even looking to acquire how do they continue to achieve in your opinion? Because you're the dude. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. How do they keep that customer relationship solid? It, it's a it's a great question, and I think it's really about um, separation of duty. You got to keep the core team, keeping the lights on, doing the business, and making it all happen. And you, you take the one person that's going to go out and try and understand what's it what's it going to take to get acquired, or what's going to take to acquire someone. And you see the interest, right? I mean, even here at, at Connect IT, we had the M and A as you talked yeah. about. That thing used to be a half a day, right? Now, full day agenda. More and more people. How, how packed was that room? Oh, I know. Yeah, I was talking with Fred just before. And he's like, Rick, you know, back when we first started this MA, I think it was four years ago, right? Yeah. The summit, he's like, we had 15 people in the room. That's it. Just 15 people. And now there was, you know, like 400 here yesterday. It was not. There was 250 at the after party <laughs> alone, you know? I mean, you throw alcohol in there, anybody yeah, can come, it's you know? Right. Yeah, but it, it was fantastic. And I like how you're talking about that separation of functions, too, because it, that's something that, that I did in our public offering, because we're the first public MSP now. We're filed. You know, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, man. It's been a long time coming. And that was something I noticed early on was separating the regular MSP operations, because I'm not private equity. I'm actually a freaking MSP owner now and the CEO of a public company and separating out the operations of the MSP and then a completely separate team that's focused on acquisitions and growth that way. Yeah, I, listen, I, I've been around a long time and, and I've been in technology for a very long time. I got around a lot of smart people early and they, they had this model and I think that it, it, it really works. If you're gonna do that, you got to keep the core business running. Yeah. And this this person over here doing the M&A, they're going to get distracted. And if you let it, it will take down this part of the business yeah. and it'll make this less valuable. So you got to keep the business on. You got to keep the lights on. You got to keep the business running. And that's what it's all about. It's almost because I, I like to position myself, take a look at uh, I'm in the feet or the shoes of the MSP that's looking to be acquired. Right. They're the sellers. And that seems to almost be like a question, a qualifying question they should ask because it's a dating relationship both ways, right? That's, That's right. It absolutely it's is. It's like, cool. Do you have an M&A team or is it just uh, an owner of a larger MSP? I'm like, I think I'll try this M&A thing. You know, but, I think it's a great qualifier. I, yeah. think, I think that would be... Because again, you want if you're going to get acquired, you want to come onto something that's solid. You want you want to be a part of something where the business is important, and that would tell me that hey, these people know what they're doing. They're focused and they're worried about business and serving the customer. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm going to shift gears a little bit here sure. because the the customer relationship piece of this. I mean, that's that's your thing completely. And Kaseya had a security incident earlier this year. Yep. And when I did my appearances on Bloomberg and some other global media, it was, I was just so impressed. And I spoke so highly 
of the transparency and even more so like the communication that you had, the constant levels of communication in that customer relationship. It, it blew my mind, you know. I'm well, so thank impressed. you for that. Really appreciate it. Um, great leadership with with Fred and and great preparation by the team, the executive team. We had a run book yeah. and and opened up the run book. And the thing that probably impressed me more than anything was there was never a second of doubt what we were doing. We knew like, we saw this and we're like, take it down, yeah. you know, take it down. And <laughs> then the run book kicked in and, and nobody questioned anything. It wasn't like, what's this going to look like? Ended up looking pretty good, right? Yeah. From the standpoint yeah. of being transparent and, and, and trying to help our customers. We didn't know. Yeah. And you can't, you can't, when your critical thinking is really challenged in an emergency situation like that. So to have a run book where things were thought out under calmer times really makes it. And I recommend that for anybody, any MSPs, anything like go prepare while your, your critical thinking is intact, have it all down. And then when, when the event happens, and unfortunately it's probably when, not if, uh, you're ready. You, you were like, you answered the question before I was even going to ask it because I was going to ask, hey, well, what's a tip for MSP? Yeah. Because it's not a, uh, even just two days ago, I was in an elevator with somebody here. I talked about this on stage. He made my keynote because I had this conversation with him, right? And he's like, man, it's hard to manage my five guys back at the office. They don't know what to do. I'm trying to work. He's like, oh, just business. And he goes, Rick, what do you do? I'm like, cybersecurity. <laughs> and he goes, oh my God. He's like, we just had a client breached and we don't know what to do right, right. now. You know, so I talked him through some steps, but that was my question. You know, how do you, because Kaseya handled it so well, man, you know, and the public relations of that and the transparency and the customer communication, you know, but you, you focus on the run book. Was that, was the customer communication in your run book? Like the frequency, the, yes, the frequency and, um, and the tenor, yeah. right. Um, but obviously not the specifics. Um, For sure. Yeah. Um, but but uh, and then we all looked at each other, the executive team. We looked around and, and we're like, hey, we thought about this. This is what we do. And more often and more is better. Yeah. And let's go. Let's, and let's get more people involved. Let's let them see different faces and let them know that we're all here and we're all working on this. That's incredible, man. I, again, I was so impressed with that. And Thank you. For MSPs to take a look at that, I think it's just this is key advice. You know, coming from the, the chief customer officer, I said that right, didn't I? Yes, you yeah, did. Okay. <laughs> you did. <laughs> but it's uh, having those things in calmer times. So it's like, do it now is what I'm hearing you say. 100%. Get the run book down now. And this isn't even just with security breaches in those types of things. No, it's every, all aspects of your business. Yeah. You don't want to be in a critical situation and have to decide on things when, when all that's going on, right? Your heart's racing and everything else. Get all that out of the way. Do it calm. Kick it around. Iterate on it. Go back and forth. Sleep on it because you can sleep on it because yeah. you're creating the run book. And then everything kind of takes care of itself. For sure. That's fantastic. Let's talk about calmer times a little bit. Now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, MSPs, you know, because if they can take a say as a model, you know, because we were talking about account managers a little bit before mm -hmm. and how you have a specific number of customers per account. Manager. That's right. Yeah, and I'm sure you probably have rhythms around that too. What can MSPs do from your perspective to maintain that constant communication in the calm times? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great question. And I think it's, um, understanding when's the last time you talk to a customer. You don't want uh, a significant amount of time to go by when you haven't had a meaningful 
conversation with a customer. Like not, hey, just checking in. No, a meaningful conversation. How's your business? Do a business review. What, do you, what are your goals for the next quarter, for the next 90 days? How can we help you with those goals? And it's about that meaningful conversation, making sure that you track that across your entire customer base and know that you haven't missed those five customers. Because if you do, those are the ones you're going to lose. For sure. And reach out. We have something called client engagement rhythms. And so we started this even before COVID to where we've got Zoom meetings with clients at specific intervals. So even prior to going all virtual yeah. and everything, we started these. And so we found that we could see, see <laughs> our clients more often than having to roll for those quarterly business meetings and all that. And we also group them into three different segments. Yeah, it's brilliant. That way we can say, hey, if you're spending, it's just, to me, it was common sense, right? If they're spending more money with us and we have an average seat price, they're a bigger client, period. Sure. You know, so they might need, we have our top tier that are weekly client engagements. Yeah, but then the in-person ones are only once a quarter. But they love those touch points that often and even pulling back the curtain and saying, hey, this is what's going on right now. Can we make these decisions for you? Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, our theory is, is pretty simple. If we can reduce the number of customers per account manager, the account manager can know that customer better. Yeah. And when they do pick up the phone, they they're picking up on the last conversation. They don't have to reinvent the wheel and like, oh, I see that you have this with us. You know, No, they know what they have. They know what their business is trying to do and they can add value. They can pick up the phone and say, oh, wow, we just did this great acquisition. I know you guys are going to love the solution. It makes a big difference. That's incredible. Yeah. So what are you excited about the most with the MSP space in the next couple of years? You know what I, I, I'm really excited about? The fact that small businesses, medium-sized businesses, are spending more on technology. And what we're seeing is they want to focus on their core competency. They want to focus on their business. So they want to outsource technology. By the way, they want to outsource other business processes, too. Yes. And I think the yes. next exciting step is, boy... If the MSP is doing a good job, your customers are going to ask you, by the way, do you also do this? I did a startup software company back in the early 80s, and the original founder said to me one day, you know, if you do your first thing really well, the customers are going to ask, what else do you do? Yeah. And I think the MSPs are perfectly positioned to really support the, the medium-sized businesses out there as they begin to outsource not only technology, but other business processes. Yeah, CJ, this plays so well into M&A, too, because I had a question at one of the breakout sessions that I was teaching around valuation they're asking like what if we added a service on would that count in our valuation yeah. like well it depends it kind of depends is it an extension service you know like with us we do so much media that there's even clients because that's part of our marketing right it's it's huge you know podcasts everything else there's clients that use our studio right and, and yeah. rent it you know and that's an extension add-on component to our revenue to our value everything yeah, but then I'm like, if you're going to sell CBD oil or something like that, I'm not <laughs> sure. Just... <laughs> exactly, yes. Although I may be interested. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, but my point around M&A is those add-ons that you might think of are really outside the box really are right smack dab in the middle of the box. 100%. And it'll increase your value as an MSP. Yeah, you're probably touching. Think about, think about what the MSP is doing for those businesses, and they're right in the middle of everything that they do, and they're saying that, "Hey, I have your security, I have your cybersecurity." Well, think about the business processes that touch that and what they have to opine on. Boy, oh boy, I would make a strong play for the business processes that are relying on that to say, hey, "Listen, if you're coming to me and you're telling me that I got your cybersecurity, then you got to let me do this for you." 
Yeah, and make it a no option. No option, no option. It. it has to be, that's how you protect yourself. 100%. Man, I appreciate the conversation. Absolutely, this was great, man, I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, same here. Thanks so much. Thanks, brother.